Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave, the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Yes, if MSL fan page, what's going on? Pogba Jr. If you guys can hear me, give me some thumbs up, spam that heart button, and let me know. Connor, what's going on, brother? Connor Johnson joined in as well, too. Taya, what's going on? Joe Jackson, welcome, welcome, welcome. Matt, good to see you. Real Salt Lake meme said Salt Lake needs to fire Deloy Hansen. Yeah, I think I just recently saw some of the news that's coming out from everybody over there and what's going on on that side. Uh, David07, it's lit! What's up? Uh, Joe Jordan, uh, Timmy Pig, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? Good to see everybody, as always. Oh man, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff going on in this news cycle um, in MLS. For most of most of you guys, have you been have you been paying attention to what's going on? Uh, I think in MLS these last couple of days, and then um, just internationally in general. Uh, Alfonso Davies is a Champions League winner. Yes, I did hear about that. I didn't watch the game, but I saw. I think they said the game ended up one zero. Uh, RSL meme said much love Quincy thanks a lot brother appreciate that and Connor said it's 2am in the morning UK calling in from the UK love seeing that uh, Pogba said I'm in Jamaica under quarantine hey uh, we're all in it together uh, Trippin Carlos what's going on welcome no context Dylan dropped by what's up everybody hey it's good to see everyone uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I believe we're on episode 85. We're rolling on our way to episode 100. You guys know what it is. Every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, we go live here on the Perfect Soccer Instagram account to break down the MSL, the Mental Strength League. It's that mentality game of 40 chess that you're either an active participant or you're steady getting played. And every Thursday, we break down the mentality that you need to be successful and accomplish your goals. And it is great to see everybody from the Perfect Soccer MSL community join in because you know what it is. Teamwork equals dream work. And uh, you know what it is. This is your opportunity to get your questions answered from a, an over death decades-long professional soccer player and uh, I'm seeing all the questions starting to come in so if you guys got questions drop them in the chat in the chat box we have a look over there in the chat box as usual and the community is steady engaging and having fun so let's see we'll, we'll start getting into it let's see uh, no context. Say, Quincy, did you see Weston to Juventus? Juventus. No, I think I saw. I think I saw like an announcement for it, but I haven't been following that too much at all. So I couldn't give too much like feedback on that. I know a lot of you guys are huge. Uh, you're a lot of huge international fans, and I respect that. But you guys know I'm a, I'm a U.S. I'm a U.S. player through and through. Um, the real. E-L-D-I-N said, any advice for a young striker? Um, yes, I think uh, the quick and straight to the point advice I could give any young striker is um, uh, forget quickly, right? Uh, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going you're gonna to miss a lot more uh, shots than you're ever going to make and come to terms with that. But knowing that uh, making mistakes is part of the process and you've got to take shots to even have a chance to score. What was it? 
um, I forget the quote by my Michael Jordan, but but uh, I forgot the percent. Oh, what was it? it was, yeah, I'm drawing a blank, but it holds true. It's bas- basketball, and it holds true for holds true for soccer as well, too, right? Um, you're gonna you're gonna miss way more than you make, and the more you miss, the better you'll learn how to make the most of your opportunity. So that would be my um, my advice for a young striker. Um, Burner said, "Give it up, Quincy. You've played in Europe. Yeah, I have played in Europe, but I haven't been signed uh, to a team officially in Europe. We played a lot of European teams. I scored a lot of goals against European clubs. I've scored against Tottenham, Liverpool, uh, QPR, West Ham. Um, did I score against Man United? I think I might have had an assist against Man United. Not a goal. Um, who else? Oh man, you guys make me think." Did we play As? No, I don't think we played Aston Villa. We didn't. We didn't play Aston Villa. I think we watched them. So there's a couple uh, on the European side, and then a lot on uh, Mexican league. Santos, Puebla, um, some decent clubs. Let's see. What we got here Philly Union memes joined in. What's going on, Glim King? Welcome to the live. Aaron Flowers, what's going on, brother? I don't know if you're still in the live, but welcome. Yeah, John Hollinger said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That is a fact. No context, Dylan. Uh, Dylan said the same as well to you. You guys know what I'm talking about. Hey, Nunez, welcome. What's going on? Uh, Philly Union meme said we need you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, okay, so this is this is interesting. Uh, the real Eldon said I feel... My midfielders are part of the reason I don't score as much as I should. Am I being arrogant, or do you believe a bad midfield negatively affects forwards? I think a poor midfield can affect your ability to create to have opportunities, but um, your ability to make it easier on your midfielders to get you the ball in good spaces and your ability to take advantage of the opportunities that you do get is on you. So... Um, if you're too focused on what everybody's not doing for you, uh, you, you're not focusing on how you can do more for yourself. And uh, you're going to play on teams where you're the best player. You'll play on the teams where you're the worst player. You, you have the, all the resources. You have no resources. Um, and uh, as you guys know, adapt or die. So you got to find a way to adapt. And uh, the mentality here is to figure out ways in which we can take, take uh, ownership of uh, the things that are holding us back and uh, use that to our advantage. So... Hopefully that's more helpful on that. David uh, Payana 3 said, So I'm a striker, and would you recommend for a striker to be on the... I'm a striker, and would recommend for a striker to be a ball handler or distributor? I mean, that comes down to the, the way you like to play the game, but not only the way that you like to play the game, the, um, the system of play you're a part of. Like, what is your coach wanting out of you at your position? What's the formation that you're playing? Um... That's you know that's important. Uh, Connor said, uh, "Real Batiste, you scored against." Oh, that's true. I did. I did score against them. I'm not sure what league they're in. If you know, that that'd be helpful. Okay, Aaron's still still on the live. What's going on, bro? What's been new on your side of the world? Uh, Scrumptious Soccer said, "Red Bulls need you more." Hey, eventually, guys. I think it's just taking. I think it's just taking everybody time to understand the MSL. And uh, once they once they do, those offers will come beating down the door. Uh, Cinch the memer said Quincy. Uh, everyone dropping the mime in your head emojis. Love seeing that spam in that heart button. Oh, La Liga. Okay, La Liga, La Liga. Uh, the screen. You guys said the screen is black. Are you sure? Camera's black. Is that true? Also. Uh, yo, Serena joined. What's going on? Uh, I was going to show you guys some some of the photos. So, like, like I told you, we've been working on a couple of other products and stuff. This is the new mini match, the new mini match ball. But we we have to we have to update and fix it because we we made the uh, the the point the part where you put the 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 air in is way too big. So we're we're going back to the drawing board and fixing that. So that uh, it fits into the ball well, but I'm I'm juiced for the mini balls. We've got them on uh, pre-order on the actual website. So if you guys are wanting to get yourself a perfect soccer match mini ball, 
I'm I'm most excited for this. This is what I've been using. I've been using the mini ball for pretty much a majority of all my um, off-season free agency training so that I am dialed in and ready to go when I join my next club. So, yeah, I thought you guys would like <laughs> like to have a look at that. Check that out. Uh, uh, A.Nunez said, have you ever thought about playing USL? Yes, I have. And I am, um, I'm very open to that. And um, just got to have the right... Uh, the right opportunity to present itself, but I'm uh, I'm very optimistic as to the speed at which things are going to come together here soon. Like I told you guys, maybe I think it was an episode or two episodes ago. I said I'm getting that feeling that you get when um, something is brewing and something's on its way. So I'm I'm feeling as though the the wait for at least a a, a move here in the immediate future will be. Uh, over here soon. Uh, A. Nunez said North Carolina FC. Uh, let's see. Uh, A. C. Flower said Santa Cruz burn in still. Just doing work and listening to your smooth, sweet voice spitting soccer terms I know nothing about. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we, we're bridging that gap, man. So we we use the 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 game of soccer, the game of football, and then tie that in with the mentality to accomplish your goals both on and off the field. A lot of the things that are necessary for being successful in the business world and just in the world in general and on the on, on the field are very similar. I think uh, sports is a great uh, vehicle to teach valuable life lessons. Everyone on here, so tell me, a, tell me a valuable life lesson the game of football, the game of soccer has taught you. Uh, Edgar, welcome to the live great to see you soccer god 10 joined in gotta have faith soccer joined as well too uh yoselin sacido what's up what's up let's see what we got here okay taya had asked do you have any advice on being more aggressive so if you're if you're a player who isn't necessarily aggressive but you want to be more aggressive and more assertive i'd say it's always best to be true to you, to who you are. If you want to be someone who's more aggressive, I think what you really mean by that is you want to have more confidence in yourself and um, and you want people to feel and see that confidence. And I think the best way to go about doing that is to get really, really good at one thing and really focus in on the one thing that you know without fail, you are good at without a shadow of a doubt where where if someone told you you're not good at it you can confidently look at them and even in your mind if not saying to their face you're full of crap you know what i mean because i know i'm good at this i know that this is what i'm i'm this is the thing that i know someone couldn't tell me i'm not good at and i think that gives you a great foundation to build from um now if you don't have that one thing that you're good at then then you want to find the one thing you you're most passionate about working on and dedicate the time to perfect your craft at that so it does become the thing that you know you're really good at right but um that's that's would would be my suggestion on being more aggressive because you you don't want it to be a fake aggression you want it to be a, a a um an authentic aggression and that comes out um as a result of having confidence in 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 who you are and what you you stand for. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe Jackson says soccer has taught me that if you dwell on your mistakes, you will miss valuable opportunities. That is a very good life lesson. What uh, is there a specific moment or experience you had in the game that that created that moment for you, or has it kind of been just uh, everything, just the experience overall? Okay, so Kendall.cox.soccer uh, asks, how often and how far do you run on your on your off days? So in-season and out-of-season are very different. So your individual program is uh, contingent upon where you're at in your season, your age, uh, the level you want to get to. But I would say on, um, on my days off in my off-season, my runs are, as of late, I really focus this off-season on creating a very solid base for stamina and long distance and endurance. So long distance for me is anything over uh, over a mile. 
I'm a, you know, I'm more of an explosive player, uh, short distances sprinting, but I, I really wanted to focus on, on building a base where I had a solid, solid stamina. So this past year, uh, much of my training has been, um, uh, maintenance and increasing my overall, my over stamina and my physique and my shooting technique. So the way in which I approach the ball, um, having said all of that, uh, most of it has been runs in the realm of like two to three and a half miles um, every other day, then with a bodyweight circuit that, that follows. Uh, but that's been very solid um, for me because that has been my, um, my base for, what, well over nine or ten months now. So with, with that base in place, these, these last couple, this last week or so has been amp- ramping it up. And uh, with that in mind, the the sprinting aspect will start to be engaged here as well too. So um, I'm actually after this after this live, I'm going to go and do my my workout for today because I hadn't gotten I haven't gotten to it yet because these last two days, as for those of you who've been following the MLS's back um, tournament and now the kind of return to play, um, the players. The entire player pool, uh, I think it was it was called a boycott, but it's essentially a strike because um, they they canceled, they postponed and canceled the games in solidarity um, with the NBA. So, yo, Kevin, what's going on, bro? Welcome to the live. Thanks for stopping by. Um, how are things on your end? For those of you guys who don't know, Kev just got his first official start. Uh, MLS start. I want to say it was last week, right, Kevin? Um, so make sure you guys are following Kevin, giving him a shout out, and congratulating him on his first official professional start um, with DC United. It's always great to see the uh, the old teammates stopping by and saying what's up, especially some young talent that's on the rise. I think there's more that was coming in from you guys. Okay, Joe had said, it's it's collective. I found that I dwell on mistakes too much, and there are plays when I do and could have won the ball back or gotten into a position to create an opportunity. Got you. Yeah, and that's gonna that's part of the game, man. That happens a lot. It's going to happen a lot. Uh, uh, Yusuf said, everything feels so good when you're playing well, healthy, uh, just like uh, just like life if everything's going right. Kevin said, that boy, Quincy, how you doing? First start against Cincy. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what's up, brother. Yeah. No, that's that's dope. Uh, one of many more to come, man. Keep doing your thing. I love I love watching you play and, um, and your approach. Uh, man's absorbs info like a sponge, so you better watch out. Uh, Matthias underscore Anderson asked, tips for being a captain of a team. I think... Being a captain can be a difficult, a difficult task. But if you are if you are a leader and you're someone who wants to take on that role or responsibility, in my opinion, the best way to to do that job is to be honest with your teammates and honest with yourself. And uh, that means sometimes people, especially your teammates, aren't going to like what you have to say, and they're not going to necessarily agree with you. But I think remaining being honest in where you stand and sticking to what you say will go very far with players. And if you take a shortcut with them, it it will never result in in helping you in the long run. And I think if you're 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 wanting to be a captain, that means you're wanting to be a leader, you're wanting to be a part and involved in the in your organization for a long time and um uh doing it that way I think sets you up for for success. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, so let's see this. Uh, Yusuf said, honestly, I don't even have questions anymore. I just go do it without thinking twice on the field. Love that. How long 
did it take for you to get into that mental space? How many episodes did you have to be a part of? How many questions did you have to, did you come up with? I know uh, life is, uh, we're always learning, and there's going to be more questions in the future, but what allowed you to get into that that mental space? Matias said, awesome. Thank you, Quincy. Of course, man. Thank you for the question and joining in on the live. Uh, let me see. I think Spanish boy, I think you dropped that question in the question box. So let me just go find it. Oh, okay. So Spanish underscore boy seven said, do you have any advice on how to be more confident? Um, and I think I just touched on that a little bit earlier, but yeah, confidence is usually the result of, of, uh, of, uh, of being very proficient at something, right? Having, having a solid understanding of yourself and what you are good at. And the best way to get good at something is to, is to dedicate yourself to it and, um, and, uh, and commit to the process. I think a lot of people's confidence wavers because their commitment to what they say that they'll do or that what they stand for wavers. Um, confidence, and I talked about it before. Confidence is like is like that. That muscle is ready to go always, and you're never going to pull your muscle, or the muscle doesn't need to be worked out over time and grow in strength over time. But that's really what confidence is. And if you look at it like that, the only way you build up muscles over time is by being consistent in working out and what you do over time. Now you can plateau in your confidence, just like you can plateau with the, the strength program that you have. But when you hit that level or you hit that area, then that's your opportunity to get creative and to challenge yourself and to grow in uh, your thinking, but also in your, your confidence in in yourself right because you get to challenge yourself in new ways so i think that that's that's the way to go about thinking about it if if you want to create create kind of a system that allows you to continually build confidence over time um as he has said for me confidence comes from visualization and meditation that's decent how long have you been doing that for Yo, Benjamin just dropped in. What's going on, Brahim? Welcome, welcome. Let's see what else we got here. Scrolling back up. See this cinch the memer said, I think I'm too aggressive because I get cards constantly. Got any tips on how to get less? Um, are they strategic cards? Or are you getting cards because you're just making emotional decisions and letting your anger or frustration uh, dictate your decision making on the field? Because that's that's very important distinction to make. Like if those are tactical fouls and tactical uh, tactical. Uh, uh, yet tactical tackles that are resulting in yellows, I'd say, okay, well, as long as you're, you're aware of what you're doing and why, and it's for the tactical advantage of the game. And that's the rule that you're, you're, you've been requested or asked to, to play, or that's the brand of game that you want to play for yourself. Cause that's what you believe in. Then do your thing. Right. But if you're, if you're getting a lot of cards because you're not able to have any emotional control over yourself, then that would be something I think you need to spend some time self-reflecting on. Invest in a little bit of, of your energy into the three S's of self-awareness. Yo, shout out perfectsoccerskills.com slash SSS. If any one of you guys can drop that down in the comments or in the chat below, I'll pin that. But I think you got to spend a little time on the three S's, man. A uh, little self-reflection, self-awareness, and understand how you keep getting yourself into those situations. And if you believe that that is to your advantage, not only in the short term, but also the long term. Uh, since the memer is, is, is practicing that first core value of self-honesty, he said mostly anger. Okay, so then that is, that's a great first step in recognizing that anger is the result of that. Anger can be a very valuable asset and tool that you can use to motivate yourself to, you know, be more aggressive and play, play a, a more, you know, uh,
committed style and brand of of, uh, of soccer. So I, I don't think that anger is a bad thing um, unless it's not used strategically, right? So anger is uh, energy. Anger is a force. And you can use that force for good, right? Like, for instance, uh, the players in the league were angry with the the continual events that are coming to happen and the lack of accountability that the MLS has for sticking to and doing things that it says it's going to do. And that drove players to focus that anger and energy into doing something positive and productive. Now, positive is subjective, but positive in the mo- in the sense of solidarity and standing in um, in support of each other by boycotting or in um, uh, postponing these games. That's a very uh, positive use of anger, right? Um, so I don't want to underestimate or undersell or or you know say that anger is wrong and that's not the way that you should play the game. Uh, everyone plays the game that they choose to play the game. I would just caution or share or advise uh, players out there who, you know, wear their heart on their sleeve, do play the game very emotionally in an emotional state, to spend their free time practicing how to, uh, how to um, learn to manage and have more emotional control. Uh, ben Jamin said, learn the MSL, that will fix it. You are correct. And the first place you want to start is with the, Joe. Put it over here. We're going to pin it to the bottom. PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash SSS. You guys already know what it is. Um, loving this. Uh, Serena said, Serena said, what actions do you feel the league should take based on what is currently transpiring? I think the league needs to stop playing both sides. And I think the league needs to stop sitting on the fence and stop saying that they stand for something when it's clear that they stand for anything that is in the benefit of them in the current moment. Don is flip-flopping in everything that he says always. The statements from the league are always extremely generic. And it's blatantly clear, at least to me, that it's an attempt to please everybody always. And what we or everyone should at least understand and know is doing that is a guaranteed way to make sure that you make everyone angry eventually, right? Like you can't please everybody. And and standing up for what you believe in doesn't mean you're always going to be right, but it, but it means you're consistent and you're holding yourself accountable to what it is that you say you believe. And I think that that's vitally important in leadership. And on top of being a leader, when you get it wrong, acknowledging that you got it wrong and then making a commitment to getting it right, but also doing the work to make that happen. And recognizing that when you get it wrong, you typically have a lot more work to do to make up for the wrong that you did. But it doesn't mean you can't make it right. But you won't make it right if all you do is figure out ways in which you can not take personal responsibility, not take the blame, shift the blame and point it towards others and other people. And I think I even know how many, uh, we've talked about this for a very long time and I, I need to think about which episode I talked about this. If, I don't know, it might've been episode 40, 40, 50, or I'm just saying like there's a massive lack of accountability in the U.S. soccer system. And the reason for that is because taking accountability has never been something that results in a positive outcome or result for yourself in the history of soccer. And that's because U.S. soccer is a pay-to-play system. It is a closed system. The MLS is a single entity system. There hasn't been any pro relegation, which means there is no accountability for clubs to do well. And that has been a huge asset to the league in the past because it gave the league time to build to a point where uh, people could feel confident in investing in soccer in America. There's a market here. There's uh, there is buy-in here. There are investors who are part of this. We are well past the time of zero accountability. Having said that, people have yet to see what accountability looks like in the U.S. soccer system. And that's why I believe the Black Players for Change organization is so valuable. 
they are at the forefront of showing people what accountability looks like. It doesn't mean you agree with the stance that people take or the actions that they take or what they do, but everyone can get on board with being consistent and standing for what you believe in. That's what America is built on. That's what America is supposed to be. That's what the ideals of, of, of being here is supposed to be about. And everyone will have their own idea as to how you create that for yourself. But I think that's something as Americans we can all um, rally around and, and agree upon. And I, I think that only comes with remaining consistent. And um, that's been difficult for people to do because those who've been rewarded a lot in the past, at least in my experience, have been those who who do play the fence and who don't take a stand and who don't 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 hold themselves accountable to the things that they say that they're going to do. Um, but yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah, a lot's been going on and I'm just seeing a lot of things that are, that I believe to be positive, but also a lot of things that I'm seeing that are really disappointing me with the actions that many individuals are choosing to take during these times. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, Joe Jackson had said, you can use the anger to strengthen your game and put it towards a heightened energy, or you can allow it to make you run around like a headless chicken. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is correct. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, got, how can players better differentiate better anger for good and anger for bad? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Anger for good, and this is different. This is difficult because we've talked about it. Good and bad are subjective, right? I can look at something and say it's bad, but I could also argue how it's good. So, for instance, um, it's raining today. Oh, this is bad. We can't go outside and play. It's raining today. It's been a drought for over a year, and we haven't had any water. Oh, that's good. So that's my point in terms of it's subjective, um, and context is the it, context is key. Context is the most important thing in any process because context is what you use to come to an understanding and you guys know that everyone's over here trying to understand and I'm just trying to stand under so if you you down in the MSL you know what I'm talking about but um, so with that context right so I'm setting context before I answer questions I think uh, that's important because a lot of people either understand the value of context and they don't include it so that they can have their own agenda or narrative for your words, or they don't understand the importance of context and um, their narrative and their words are taken out of context and they're not seeing and understanding how that's negatively impacting them and the people around them. So again, setting context so that I can answer this question specifically. Um, within the context of better anger for good or anger for bad, the question really comes down to what are what is the... What is the goal you're wanting to accomplish? And good for you? Good for the people that you want it to be good for? Or good how you think it's good for other people? Those are all questions you need to answer before you can really decide if your anger is being directed towards good or bad. Because everyone tends to think that what they're doing is good. So if there's only two ways you can go, right or left, everyone's going the way that they think is best for them and best for those around them and best to accomplish their goals. So we have to acknowledge that good and bad is only something we really can know for sure after something has happened and we're looking back on it. That's when people say hindsight is twenty twenty. Right, So we're in the moment, but we look to history to decide if we made the right decision or not. And if we look to history and we look at what happened and we're happy with what happened or the result of it, we may continue to do today what we've always been doing. But there's no way for us to really know if what we're doing was the thing that caused history to happen or not. Right? We just have a belief. We have a belief in the process, our role in it. And I think the more that people believe and understand that the power they have as an individual 
to make decisions for the better of the the people around them and by looking at it that way they can make it better uh it in it eventually comes back around to making it better for themselves that's where i think the anger becomes good anger or bad anger right like understanding we're in it together whether we want to be or not we're in it together we're we're in we're the, the decisions that I make will influence you. The decisions you make will influence me. There will be different levels of influence to me and to you. And usually it's people's positions in this moment that dictates what they do or don't do. Um, but I think if you lose sight of the fact that your individual decisions will impact those around you and those who you don't even know in some way, eventually, it will allow people to 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 move forward with an understanding of the power that you have as an as an individual. And I know I kind of went I went a little bit on a little journey with that one there, but that was a good question, but one that's very deep <laughs> philosophical and probably requires a little bit more than just like, you know, 3 or 4 minutes to answer, but Hopefully that gets a better better for that. Um, Quincy for Hartford Athletic. I'm not sure which club that is. Uh, ben said this is the philosophical episode. Uh, it, I'd have to agree with that one. I said there's a lot, been a lot of things that have been happening in this last couple of days that have really uh, forced me to self-reflect as to what's been going on more quickly than typical. Um, so, uh, John said, more context, more slash better understanding. <laughs> Got that. Uh, <laughs> no context, Dylan said, I have no context though. Hey. <laughs> but like I also said, we're in this together. So all context, no context, Perfect balance, bro. Yin and yang. Like I said, whether you like it or not, we're in it together, bro. And that is, uh, I guess that's the moral of this human experience story that we're, we're currently riding on with that MSL wave. And I'm happy to have you guys along for the ride. Um, let's see. What's going on, Paul? Welcome. Uh, Connor said they play in USL Championship. Uh, ben said, are you holding up okay with, with everything happening the past few days? I'm holding up, man. I'm holding up, but I'm, I am disappointed in a lot of the actions and decisions I'm seeing people make. Uh, not so much that people, everyone has the right to make their own decision, and they're going to make the decision they feel is best for them. And everyone's on their own journey of learning and understanding. But it still doesn't mean that it still doesn't mean that the actions people take and what they choose to do can't or won't be disappointing, you know. Uh, but that also, I can then I look at that as I can look at that as me coming into coming into it. Or at some point, getting to a point where I have an expectation of an outcome, and when you do that, now you're you're you know you're now I guess emotionally tied to something, and being emotionally tied to things is is good, and uh, it's important, um, but it's recognizing, understanding that, and knowing that things most likely aren't always going to pan out the way that you plan, but most times they they they. They come out and work out much better than you could have ever planned. So I don't I don't say it with the as a as a as a long term or overall negative, but it does mean that in the moment there will there are down times, there are down moments, there are the lulls and the 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 parts of the process that aren't fun that you don't enjoy, and uh, you know that's just the game. That's just life. I think if you guys go look at my Instagram account, you'll see when I had posted back in probably, I don't know when it was, maybe it was March or something. I hit a pretty low point um, after training, after just, you know, doing some individual training. 
And that's the low point of the process where you know that you're not even close to being to the promised land or the end. And you know how much work you have to do to even give yourself a chance. And you know that giving yourself a chance might not even be enough. But you still have to do the work to even get there to see for yourself. And uh, that's why we're t- we talk about the MSL. You know what I mean? That's mentality. That takes time uh, to build. But it's, it's just a commitment and dedication to the lifestyle and um, accepting the accepting the highs, but also accepting the lows. But that's uh, appreciate appreciate the question. Let's see. We got another one here of uh, how do you better recognize when you are shifting the blame on others? Okay, how do you better recognize when you're shifting the blame on others? I think. Okay, I'm thinking about that because that's a that's a skill set, I think, and I think that's one that you develop over time. The way in which I look at it is, I'm saying like, your first inclination is to look for why it's someone else, and why it's someone else's fault things aren't working out, right? Especially if that's all you can see. But once that happens, and that's a natural process that happens just mentally, because you you want to assume it's not you first. So once I do that, then the next part is going, whoever it is I'm blaming, I think about how that person could or, yeah, could have been or was right in what they did and right in what they were doing. Oh, this is good because I haven't broken this down before. So when they're, how they're right in what they're doing. So I talk a lot about it in the past when I say, you know, uh, you know, your opinion isn't anywhere near as valuable or worth having if you can't argue or articulate the opinion of the opposing view or the opposing side. That's what I mean in terms of the blaming others part of the process, right? So if like if I go uh, using the example of uh, the forward who is talking about my midfielders aren't good and that's why I don't have opportunities and I can't score. And you saw what I thought about in my first response was, well, look, that might be true and they might not be good enough, but blaming them takes the power from you to be able to do anything other than hope and pray that they get better. And then when they get better, that they get you the ball so you can be successful. And the question then becomes, why would that person do that for you? Why would they be willing to do that? And why would they be committed to doing that? And... That's a question I think most people don't ask themselves. And most of the time, people come to the conclusion like, well, they should because that's their job. Their job is to get me the ball or their job is to do this. And then the question becomes like, what if that's not the job that they want? What if they the job that they want is your job? Then it make would make sense that they don't do their job that they have now well because that gives more chances that they have an opportunity in the f- future to step into your job. And I think that is the game of politics that happens at the professional level that most players don't fully tap into or understand. Um, But that also ties into the context of understanding when shifting the blame, when you're shifting the blame on others, it comes into play because you're thinking about when and how doing so benefits you or hurts you. And then when you have that understanding balancing between knowing when is the best time to do that and when is the best time to not do it and that comes with experience so we're talking about some really high higher level or deeper level things when it comes to the game relative to just like personal self-development which is dope i enjoy this if you guys are having fun with this keep spamming that heart button and drop some mime in your head emojis um, this is more some like cl- this is more getting in line with a class some classic Ask the Soccer Pro Show episodes where there are more philosophical riff episodes. Um, but yeah, but, and even if anybody's got if if you guys are riding with me on that, if that's given clarity, if you've got more like spec- specific questions to that, but that's how I recognize I recognize it in the moment. And I think many people, it might take them a little bit of time to recognize it. Um, but I, I almost think it's more just a practice. It's like 
the moment I'm thinking of blaming or I blame someone, I immediately then go, okay, well, let's, let's argue on the side of the person I'm not happy with. And I try to argue the best case I possibly can for that person to the point that I'm wrong or at least it's a stalemate and I can at least move forward respecting the person's choice or their decision. And doing it that way means you can get really deep and go really far to find a to find common ground. And I think a lot of people just don't do that because it's a lot of work to do that. It's much easier to just go, that person's dumb, this person's stupid, they don't know what they're talking about, I'm right, and I'm gonna continue moving forward believing, believing such, right? And I think what tying to the question about how, how I'm holding up and where I talked about a little bit about like my disappointment and things that I'm seeing, it's, it's realizing how far individuals will go to avoid personal taking personal responsibility or accountability for, for things. And I, and I don't just mean other people. I mean myself as well too, you know, and, uh, then it begs you begs the question of like okay what has to happen and what do you need to see before you you recognize the error in your ways or or at least have a willingness to find common ground um, find common ground yeah and I think that's what that's what can get difficult along the line along the way and along the process because um, that's that's what's the that's the unknown and that's what we talk about here how to you know how to maintain beliefs during times of uncertainty and um, the unknown and I'm loving that seeing everybody dropping the I'm in your head emojis Pogba Jr. dropped it uh, Ben Jamin Joe Jackson John Hollinger uh, all dropping them I'm in your head emojis um Oh, yeah. been a long day, or a long couple of days. Uh, ben said, that's why we have the MSL, though. We can get through the lows, and we will get through uh, the lows. That is correct. And that's why we've got the community here, and I love joining you guys every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, and, uh, and sharing with the community. Um... Let's see. Um, Quincy, do you think Perfect Soccer will train some soccer agent in order to sign some good talent all over the world? Um, I think with how I'm seeing stuff kind of playing out, I do see I do see us having like an agency arm eventually. But what I do know is, you know, that requires a lot of work, um, a lot of behind the scenes conversations, and and um, you know. That's a tall order. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I do prefer kind of mentoring guys and helping them along the way um, and teaching them how to kind of represent themselves or at least get most of the groundwork going. Um, yeah, so they can maximize opportunities for themselves. But, uh, you know, going about doing that full time and, and yeah, going about doing that full time and making that like a career thing, I'm, I'm not fully there yet with stuff um little one think bumped his head uh do you think leadership that lacks the skill lacks this skill set is what breeds a toxic environment yeah i think that's what breeds a toxic environment eventually like lack of accountability lack of an ability of a willingness of of leadership to take take responsibility for something and blame is what ultimately breeds breeds a just toxic environment that is not fun for anyone and everybody and uh to kind of flush out that toxicity and move make your way through the system um requires a lot of uh a lot of work a lot of work and 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 very few people are willing to do that work which is why it ends up taking a lot longer than it should because uh you know accountability is a skill set that everybody has and, and something that everybody's capable of doing um but not everybody 
opts into doing so. And, and usually that's because they don't see any, any examples of, or they don't see enough examples of when and where taking responsibility and accountability actually results in a positive outcome for somebody. So I, I don't say that without understanding why most people don't do it. Um, I understand that most people don't do it because most people aren't rewarded for doing so. Uh, most people are rewarded for taking advantage of the situation and the people around them and, and uh, you know, stepping on all the heads to get to the top of the mountain. Uh, but I, th- I think that t- the time of that has kind of had its day. And I think, um, you know, as more and more people learn the MSL mentality and more and more of you guys join in and share the podcast and the and the mindset and the ideas with your friends and family and, and uh, rep those those MSL shirts and hats and invest in the brand with your time um, and uh, a couple of dollars because you know what it is, an investment in perfect soccer is an investment in yourself. We'll be able to kind of speed up that process and, and, um, and bring this to more people so that they can see examples of, uh, they can see examples of success being a result of taking personal responsibility and personal accountability. So uh, everybody who joins in consistently and participates and asks questions and shares shares their thoughts and insights, um, you're you know what I mean. You're a huge advocate for the brand. You're a huge uh, part of the process, and I really appreciate I appreciate the you know the work that you guys do and your willingness to share what you've learned with others and share the account and share. Uh, your favorite clips and and practice what uh, or at least test some of the ideas and things that I've learned from my personal mistakes over time Um, it's great seeing when you guys come back with other questions and uh, different experiences it uh, it's what what keeps me going you know so I think uh, these last couple of days or week especially I've just I've been starting to get you know a couple more messages from people that I um, uh, maybe had worked with or spoke to several years ago, and kind of hearing where they're at as a result of some of the stuff that we did before. It's been uh, it's been encouraging, and um, you know, I'm I'm hoping it's the first of many more. Let's see. Uh, Brahim said, thanks, bro, for the answer, of course. Uh, Paul said, consistency is key. Uh, ben said, if someone can prove me wrong and show me my mistake in in any thought or action, I shall gladly change. I seek the truth, which never harmed anyone. The harm is, the, is to persist in one's own self-deception and ignorance. Marcus Aurelius, is that right? A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S. John Hollinger said 100, 100%. Yo, I think I got about five more minutes before IG is going to kick me off here, but it's been a great episode. I love seeing everybody hanging hanging in for the majority of the show. Um, I feel like everyone's mental strength and stamina has been increasing with each passing week. The number of you guys who sticks on for the entirety of the show um, consistently grows, so it's awesome to see. Um, let's see. <sighs> Pogba said, sometimes when I have competitions, I somehow play better when I'm a little nervous. Does that help? Yes, it can. You know, I think nerves is just kind of, a, you know, the excitement of anticipation of what's to come. So you probably if you do better when you're a bit nervous, it's because you've been putting in the work and you're excited to prove prove what you've been working on and what you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah, a little nerve, little nerves is good, but uh, you know, like extreme anxiety and and, and worry that can kind of maybe come down to you um, a lack of preparation. Ben said, my high school history teacher shared that to his story today. <laughs> it's decent. Um, 
let's see the real Dylan or Din Din what's the difference between an MLS player and a Premier League player well I'd say I'd say at least as of today and right now um, the Premier League players who I've played with um, over the course of my career who you know who made the transition from the Prem over to MLS I would say the difference between the MLS player and the Prem player tends to be that most of the Prem players started at a higher level of like training and soccer school and understanding than most MLS players at least currently I think that's in the process of kind of changing now and won't be so much the case maybe you know like 10 years from now but as of right now the thing that I really saw as the difference between MLS players and the the European guys who came over here especially like a little bit earlier in my career not as much now was that they just had a better you could tell that they had been studying the game from a lot younger age so it, it's not that it's not that we can't or couldn't learn the game as well as them. It's just that they had a head start in a lot of that stuff. So, so, so I think that's what that's what gave me a frame of reference to like really dive even deeper into like the tactics and and the that that side of the game um, and just understanding psychology of players because I just I realized like okay well that's where they have an advantage and a head start but it doesn't mean that you can't learn what they learn. You just might have to spend a little bit more time or uh, take a different approach to compete um, with them. And then I'd say that's like kind of on the tactics and IQ side. And then on the on the the technical side, I would just say repetition. Like they're doing more repetitions from a younger age and spending more hours doing stuff. So naturally, technically, um, like on a on on a scale, they're they're going to produce more players at a higher level than we're producing. Um, but like I said, that's 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 changed, and I think that's only going to accelerate with everyone seeing the the success of Pulisic and uh, um, Alfonso Davies. You know, I, I think the the world of soccer and football is looking for ways to save money on investing in youth players and i think if the world market is looking the world market is definitely looking to america in a place to where you can get high quality players for pennies on the dollar and um, you can easily develop them within your academies and systems because typically if you get an american player young young enough um the allure of playing overseas is enough to kind of get the guys who are really hungry to leave the country and be there. So the likelihood that they're going to be successful, I believe, is a bit higher uh, because of that. And the guys who don't have that hunger or that mindset aren't going to really – they're not going to leave. They're not going to leave uh, the States. Um, Joe said, almost out of time, Quincy. Another great live. Loved absorbing the knowledge. Have a great week. Thank you very much. You guys are correct. There's like two minutes left here. Um, everyone dropping the eye in your head. Emojis, Paul dropping the eye in your head. Ben dropping the eye in your head. What up? Uh, Z Soccer Hub said, who's who's the best, Ronaldo or Messi? And Ben said, or Quincy. Emoji face. And that is the right question. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this is dope. Uh, John, drop that. I'm in your head emojis. Uh, see everybody spamming that heart button. Uh, that, yeah, we've got two minutes. Yeah, I got a minute here before Instagram kicks me off. But uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in on the live. I think this was a this was a good one. Uh, chill mode activated. Um, philosophical mode activated. Self reflection mode activated. Um, I enjoyed you guys joining in, loving everyone, seeing the spam the heart button, dropping the I'm in your head, emojis. Earl said Quincy, Earl versus Quincy in FIFA. I have not played FIFA in years, but I, ne I need to I need to get back into it or get into some gaming. I know uh, Dylan's been going live on the Perfect Soccer Twitch account, so if you guys haven't uh, followed our Twitch account, make sure you go and, and follow the Twitch account, join in. I know he'll be streaming here. I think Friday and Saturday, I think he had said, um, he's going to be going on there. So make sure you guys join in, catch him on the stream, drop him some comments um, in the chat. And uh, I will see everybody here, same time as always, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. Thanks so much for everybody joining the live. And as always, you guys know what it is. I'm in 
your head. <laughs> See you guys next week. Later. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.